What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The brown bag Welcome lunch back, crew. folks. TWBLC season four, episode six, I believe. Not quite Let's sure go there. Uh, here with my co-host Drew Luster, I'm Curtis Quinn. We'll be bringing to you the usual today, along with uh, some just random, random topics. I think as well, but. Let's start it off with you, Drew. How you doing? And then you can roll right into your federal holidays. I would love to. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, it's been a nice week here so far. I know I always brag about the weather, but boy, has it been a good week. You I are mean, a big weather guy. You're a certified weather boy. It's been, I'm talking like high 40s, low 50s at some points. Windows are cracked. I got the t-shirt and shorts on. I'm acting like it's 75 and sunny might as well be mid-july at some days so <laughs> it's starting to feel spring and that's when you know that the seasonal depression is real when you start to your whole mood changes when when the sun comes out and it starts heating up so couldn't be happier myself uh i gotta i gotta i gotta warn everybody i got a pretty loaded slate today okay for national holidays coming up for tomorrow march 11th first one i gotta be honest i kind of forgot about this but National 311 Day is tomorrow. For some godforsaken reason, I thought 411 was the non emergencies hotline, but I guess it's 311. So basically, tomorrow, we're not telling you to call 311, but basically, just raising awareness and spreading the word of what dialing 311 gets 311 you. 311 is like when you needed to call somebody and you didn't know the number, right? That's. That's 411. Oh. I got it mixed up. So what's 311? 311 is any, like, you can contact the um, police department or, like, the city for any, like, it's basically a hotline for any non-emergency okay. things you have. Yeah. So it's, like, a level tier below 911. A cat stuck in the tree. I Then you would probably call 311. Yes. Okay. That could be a, that's a perfect example. So that's the biggest one and probably a learning experience, hopefully, for a lot of people to make them aware a couple other ones. This one's, it's pretty dark. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, but all I can do is continue to report on, on what's coming. National Funeral Director and Mortician Recognition Day is tomorrow. So Somebody's got to do it, Drew. I, I was going to say somebody has got to do it, and we don't condone free ads very often. Jim but... Greeley. <laughs> That's who you go with. It has to be. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. He's one of the best. That, one of the very best. One of the most well-respected. And one and, of the, yeah. again, like you said, gets the job done. That's really all it comes down to. It's not going to be pretty a lot of the time because we ain't talking about roses and sunshine and candy canes. Yep. But he gets the job done. It's a need. It's something that I promise you will never, it will never die, no pun intended, that 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 line of work. Yep. Um, Kind of lost my train of thought. I was it a little takes, bit on uh, there. It takes a special person to do it. And the crazy thing is, I would say in our town, like you got to think like eighty percent of the population knows or has interacted with Jim Greeley himself, and that's that's pretty wild. That he's like a celebrity in our community, and he is like you said a what what's the proper terms here? Uh, funeral. <laughs> So I don't know if this is the same thing. Funeral not, directorate. Or funeral director like and mortician okay. recognition day. Yeah. So recognizing those folks like Jim Greeley, the folks who unfortunately have to do the dirty work, but where would we be without them? Honestly. So God bless those people. Again, like you said, it takes a certain type of person to do that. So tomorrow's a day to honor those folks. Yeah. What else? A couple got? others. A couple. Let's lighten things. Let's lighten the load a little bit. Uh, National Johnny Appleseed Day. National, I'm just going to do a little uh, rapid, rapid fire. fire. Uh, National Oatmeal Nut Waffle Day. I mean, that sounds almost inedible to me. I would never <laughs> even sniff an uh, oatmeal nut waffle. Okay. National Promposal Day. That was a big one, obviously, back in the day. Still yep. is. You know, spring is coming. Prom is coming. How are you going to do your little promposal? National Worship of Tools Day. No idea what that means. And then... Uh, World Kidney Day is every year. It's the second Thursday in March. So uh, shout out to those of us who have kidneys. Yeah, that's I good. Guess. 
shout out kidneys yeah. you know um promposal day that's like uh that's nightmare fuel for me the, yeah the, i mean the, i didn't want to the declination the de- getting declined there that's yeah it's not ideal it's obviously not as bad as like a marriage proposal where you get oh, the yeah, people that filming be... and it's a big thing Ooh. but yeah it's i wouldn't call it a rite of passage but it certainly builds character i think if you just shoot your shot yeah. like that so all the power to you um i certainly wasn't going to go there but the next day tough tough match on the golf team the next day i think i lost uh Six three at Danvers just got steamrolled. I wasn't in it mentally. Yeah, I mean you got to golf is a mental game, as you know better than anybody. So you got to be there. And I lost my uh, mojo. Yeah, you might have lost your mojo a little bit for for you know twenty four forty eight hours. But what are you gonna do? You live and you learn. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the gist of it. We got some some good stuff. We got some not so good stuff. But we're here to bring the spread the news. I guess you could say so. Yes. All right, let's hop into some loves here. Uh, well, actually, I'll start off with the hate because this one got me going this morning. I went to okay. drop my car off because I got rear-ended, as I mentioned in the previous one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. so I had an appointment set up with Hertz through State Farm to pick me up at 9 o'clock at the collision and repair place. I show up at 9 o'clock. I drop my car off. I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? I'll just give them a call just to make sure, like, Everything's running smoothly, right? Mm-hmm. I call. It's eight fifty nine in the morning. I'm like, just uh, making sure, like, you guys pick me up at nine o'clock here in a minute. I uh, just wanted to make sure, like, nothing crazy. Happened. Everything was square, yeah. Because it hadn't been a. It's been like a week and a half since I had set the appointment up. Mm-hmm. Well, the person on the line tells me, "Yeah, the driver is picking somebody else up right now, but uh, we can pick you up in probably fifteen minutes or so." And I was like, oh, that, like, I'm confused because I was set to be picked up at 9 o'clock through my appointment. And she goes, oh, no, we, we don't go and pick people up at their appointment time. Uh, you have to call first and confirm that you are at the pickup location to then get picked up. I said, well, that's odd because the last time I talked to you, you said mm-hmm. drivers didn't get in till 9 o'clock. So why would I call before then? Also, also, I, what's the point of appointments to begin I with? I set up an appointment matter? with you, and you didn't tell me you have to call prior because at that point, you're right. Why the hell am I setting up an appointment? Why even have appointments if that's the case, if you have to call again? Yeah. She Why goes, well, it? a lot of people just were not showing up. I'm like, well, that's not my business model. That's not my problem. You didn't communicate with me the, <laughs> the proper protocols to get me picked up at 9 o'clock. I thought I was all set. Yeah, that's brutal. That's that's brutal. That's almost like the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. I don't know if you watched that show. It's a Larry David scenario of like, what Where the hell are we he, doing here, people? He's in the, you know, the one when he's in the doctor's office and he lets the person go in front of him and then she cuts him. And then, uh, you know, technically his appointment was before her, but the doctor's office says, oh, it's first come, first serve. Same situation yeah. where it's con- completely contradicting the idea of making an appointment or calling and scheduling yes. your pickup time. It just, you might as well throw it out the window if what she said is valid. And I had somebody this week actually send me a, a hot stock tip of picking up Hertz as a, like grabbing some shares. Not yeah. a chance in the world. I hope that thing burns to zero. I hope they go Gundy bankrupt. Ahead. Gundy ahead and you ain't doing that. Granted, they gave me a great car. I got an Infiniti SUV. Uh, oh, nice. Seems like it's going to, it might That's... chug some gas for a week, week and a half yeah. here that I have yeah. it. But it's a it smooth may. ride. It's a beast. I was gonna say, I bet it. I bet it's got some pickup to it. I, I feel like smooth. I feel like I'm driving like a 35 foot boat, you know, down yeah. down the boulevard With the, the canal. Turning radius and how yeah. long it is. You gotta really take it wide. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. It's like a it's like a uh, horrible's braid float or something. No, <laughs> yeah. that's a good one. I'm gonna stay on the same theme and just um, completely dragging larger companies like that in Chipotle. This is as recency biased as it as it could possibly get as of <laughs> about two hours ago. Tough to hear because they've been my love a couple of times here. I mean, they're they're my love when I'm at home eating it. Yeah. But when you look on the app and you place your order and it says estimated time of pickup seven fifteen. Yep. I pulled in the parking lot at seven eighteen. I go, this is perfect. It's gonna be waiting for me on the table. 
Yeah. I'm going to have to walk in, grab it and go. Right on the shelf with, the, with the letters, right? Yeah. 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 It'll say, yeah, it has like A to E, whatever. Yeah. No, wasn't there. So I wait, I wait. Um, you know, 10 minutes go by and the guy says, yeah, anybody, it was, no, it was an absolute zoo in this place. I'm like, I said, I texted you no less than 25 people. People are taking videos and pictures. People are whispering, joking, laughing, yelling, crying, screaming. <laughs> it was a zoo. There's a, there, like I said, there was a man taking pictures and videos probably to like DM them and try to get a free meal. But long story short, they're, they're yelling at people to get out so they can apply, uh, comply with COVID regulations. And, yep. You know, after asking and waiting and being patient, it ended up taking like 45 minutes of me being in there. And it was a absolute zoo. And my hate of the week is realistic or no, non-realistic and honest wait times in general. Here's a great example. Flip the bird in Beverly. They do fried chicken sandwiches. Okay. No free ads, but fantastic product and fantastic system. You go online to order right now. It'll tell you exactly how long the wait is going to be, whether it's five minutes or two hours. Yeah. And if it's over like an hour and a half, two hours, they just shut down the app because no one, no one. Yeah. So I would rather it be like that. And you shoot me straight 24, seven, three, six, five. Then you drag me through the mud over and over again. You know, I'm going to go back. You know it. You're taking advantage of me. You're using my kindness as weakness and you're making me wait 45 minutes in a COVID riddled environment where there's 35 people running around like chickens with the head cut off looking for their bag i got a couple of questions for you on this one go ahead i've never well i i just have one uh counterpoint i guess i've done the app a ton as you know i'm a chipotle you know enthusiast once or twice a week down here Mm -hmm. it's they've never been late with my to-go order which is impressive granted i am coming in at less busier hours i think because i'm usually a late night guy so yeah. that might have something to do with it also this is my question though for you let's hear it. how many people went through the normal line and got out before you got your food because that's got to be the real kicker right like you're watching so no Kurt. so here's the thing i gotta oh, remind you, you don't have a no normal line there's no normal line okay. in mass it's only pickups so that's why it was insane gotcha. they don't have the rack they had the table, the regular tables that you would eat at yep. just covered with bags and you just come and pick it up okay. and the regular line was blocked off. You can't do it. I mean, if that was the case, I'm talking probably gun in my mouth, blow my brains out in the establishment. If, if I count like 15 to 20 people, just walk up, grab their food and go yeah. while I'm sitting there salivating for 45 minutes. Cause that's what I would think about at the one down here is they have both. And if you're just sitting there waiting oh while, my God. and and you watch 10 people like walk out the door, Dude, you start pacing and like, you, I'm going like this, like running my fingers through my hair. Sign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be, again, that's nightmare fuel for like, that's the thing. Those are the things that get me going. So just, I don't care if you're a hostess. I don't care if you're Chipotle, Panera, flip the bread, whatever. Just be realistic. Shoot me straight because that's the, the only hostess. way you're going to earn my respect. That's an important job of the hostess. It's a tough one. It, because you know, they don't the business doesn't want them to, to say too long because then people will just walk away but, but i'm gonna get yeah. frustrated if 30 minutes comes and i'm still number seven in line or something like that yeah if you say 15 minutes and i'm waiting 35 minutes i'm gonna be ticked off so for a hostess god bless them there's a like you said there's a fine line that they walk across where you're keeping people hook on the hook but yep. not completely shafting them yeah, you so, gotta you gotta read the room on those sometimes. Exactly. Here's my love of the week, and I don't think I mentioned this one last week, but we're not big gym guys, I would say. Like going to the gym? Yeah, or like, yeah, muscle heads or anything like that. No, like we're not going to get yoked so and doing I, the pre workout and punching I, walls and shit. I think this, you know, really boils down to an experience for weaklings like us, but I don't know if that's the word I would like you to use. I feel like that's a little bit disrespectful. I would describe myself as a weakling. Uh, I I am on the workout train still, but there are plenty of people in this world who can put up a lot more weight. Definitely. Well, my favorite thing to do, I think in the weight room is 
put like the 25s on and then just keep adding small numbers to it and not taking the weight off and putting like a 45 on or something. That's just one of, I love it. I love when people look at you and they're like, why didn't you put the 45 on? And it's like, cause I don't want to take the, you know, the in- incremental weight that I just put on there, take it all off to put one more on. So you're saying you do like, like 25s, 25. Yeah, and then you Another do like five. a 10, a 5, and yeah. you just keep stacking the little weights to get to 45 instead of just taking off like two two of the little plates and adding on the big 45s. I think it comes now. It's more of like when I'm 45s and then I throw on a like a 10 and then it's another 5 and then it's another 5 and I could just put on a 25 after that but I'm like what's the point here? I'm just going to throw Cuz then you got to you got to technically slide that stuff off Exactly. And just, you you have to slide a, a whole 45 on. The 25s was maybe back in the high school days, but yeah. yeah, but it's the same same point. Yeah, that is my love of the week. <laughs> it's it's for convenience sake for people who don't really give a shit. Like I, I know you. I don't, think it's I... my love because I think it rattles some people definitely if they see it. Yeah, like the guys who have their friggin' they got the string bean shirts on that don't even and they just walk <laughs> yeah. around like this. Like oh my god, that could be Terminator. a hate of the week, huh? Yeah, it could be. Um, or no, the best is the people like when I used to go to the zone who you don't even see them pick up a weight. They just walk around like this, just talking to people, with, chat, chat, chat the whole time. And I'm like, what are you like, with ITS, this? invisible trap syndrome? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, those are the people too who could be my fraud of the week, even. So who knows? I, I like that. Let's hold that thought. We'll hold that. <laughs> we'll table that. Yeah. Um, my love of the week is a little bit basic, but I have to bring it up because I think it it deserves being noted. Today is actually the one year anniversary of Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, okay. That's and good. I'm gonna bring it up. I am addicted as all hell. It's one of the few games that I I can confidently say I have not grown out of. I feel like I like PGA yeah. Tour, for example. I played for like a week straight, and then just was like. Now that I got yeah. online for that, we can play though, which is which could make it a I little like different. Okay, that's true. I also like same thing with Madden, but the point with Warzone is it's. I think obviously this wasn't meant to happen, but it actually lined up for a pretty sweet time for a ton of people who were quarantined. Yeah, and became it just absolutely. Well, that and Fortnite. I think Fortnite profited. It was a little earlier than that, but still the same like time frame same of idea. just explosion. Yeah. So Warzone's my love of the week. Probably might get some games in tonight. Tomorrow, who knows? I'm still grinding it. It's still... Oh, we'll get some in tonight. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I can't not mention it for the one-year anniversary. Yeah. So bravo to them for keeping it interesting. All right, we'll, we'll cut it off there on hate and love. Uh, let's move right into Stonks. And the boys are back. There's a lot of optimism in the room. After yeah. these past couple of days, because it was we were in our darkest days of the war uh, last what Friday, just on Friday. Yeah, I was, was I was down to my lowest point since July of last year, which was when I started. Uh, so I didn't I didn't get back. I didn't get to the point of losing money, but I was pretty close to, you know, where we started. And now we've gained, I think, 15% in the past couple of days back, which, you know, makes you feel a lot better about where things are headed. It seems as though it was maybe just a correction in the tech sector. And our favorites are trying to do a little bounce back. I know DraftKings is fully, fully back to where it was, which is wonderful. And Square Square is your, your boy Square is getting back, too grinders we love you know how much we love the grinders i from my point of view i guess or my lens i have never been lower than last friday i was down two percent all time yeah and i you know me i sweat like then like this i'm down a buck one day and, and i'll start sweating my you know if that off. if that happened day one and you put a lot of money into it and you were down two percent you would have just been like eh, you know like Look at the draw down two percent. It'll come back, no worries. But when yeah. you we le, we legitimately watched it tumble, I would say about thirty percent in the past three weeks. Yeah, straight. I mean, it even, just was straight down the entire yeah. time. But like even Thursday was it Thursday night or fr- it was Friday morning of last week 
where we were texting and we're like, holy shit, because it was just, I, I've 10% never seen a day. something, I, I've never seen something fall as fast as it did. I was, yeah. I was in, I'm like, I'm like, how do I make this stop? Like well, make it stop. What do I do with my going. hands? <laughs> it's like the one I can go. What's the, the gift you say? I can go lower. And it's the guy like oh, doing that. Dennis That's from always doing. sunny. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was horrific. But again, the fact that we have seen the highs of the highs where I've been in my, you know, four bagger all time, we're climbing back. It, I hate to say it. Cause I know this sounds a little bit sad, but it makes you hungry for the weekdays. You know, typically I wouldn't be too hyped up for a Monday or Tuesday, but coming in off last weekend, I was ready to like, ready to let the dogs out. As let Stu Fino would say, ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. That's, that was us. We want, we needed to get back in the green and we were texting this morning. It's bad for business if we end the day in the red because yeah, it just puts us right back where we started late last week. And it seems like we're building on the momentum here and hopefully we can finish the week strong Thursday, Friday. Today was a crucial, crucial day, I think because we had such a huge day yesterday on a comeback that we just needed to add on to it. We needed to do, you know, a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. We didn't need a 10% day. We just needed like yeah. a half a percent to a 1% yeah. day. It's like in it's like in baseball where you're up 2 to 1 and yet you attack on an extra 2 yeah. insurance, well, insurance insurance runs yeah. just to get you in a more comfortable position. That's where we are now. We don't want we don't want to hit, you know, two grand slams in an inning. Just tack on two or three runs and we'll be good to go. And that's what happened today. And again, Thursday's tomorrow, and then you know what day comes next. So let's let we, it rip. We won't mention, you know, we both gave some stock advice to a close friend over the weekend. And we said, you know, if if there's ever a time to get in, now is the it's time. Monday. And 930 Tuesday, Tuesday was the big, like Monday wasn't great. Yeah. Like nothing really happened Monday. Tuesday exploded. So if he got in Monday and we were recommending, you know, 10,000 ish into the Robinhood account and kind of diversify and spread it out, he would have made 1500 in a day easy. Uh, really for most of our picks, like we were giving them the, the big tech picks would have easily gotten above $1,000 in a day. And he could have just built from there because I, I think it's still going up. I got to there's not a better building block than if you just jumped in early this week. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if, no, how do I rephrase With this? the not stimulus often, too, because they just passed the stimulus today. What I'm trying to say is not often do you have a situation where you can, you can pretty surely say like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And it happens. Yes. We were both pretty confident after seeing what happened to end the week that it was only a matter of time. And Hey, Again, we're not gonna we're not financial advisors, we're not stockbrokers, don't take our advice. But we're just observing what we see. I will say, but when you see something drop thirty percent and it's a really good company and they really didn't yeah. drop for any reason other than and no, like, the market. Or anything, yeah. yeah, then it's probably a good time to get in. Yeah. If the CEO has gone missing and people are saying, Oh, he's been kidnapped <laughs> or something, he might have a ball gag in his mouth and yeah. some rusty basement. That's an issue. Don't that's that's an issue. Yeah, that's a situation you want to stay away from or sell, for that matter. Alibaba. But in any other situation, if you don't see a lot of negative press, jump right in. Get I, those toes wet. I'll say I told them to get into Tesla because it was down in the 500s, which was the last point that I sold it at was in the 500s when they announced S and P 500 news when they just uh, got onto the index and. I myself bought back in because I was like, I missed an opportunity not holding on to it and riding it mm. all the way to the 800, 900s. And yep. now I get that same opportunity again, which was fantastic. So I put a little in my Robin Hood, a little in my Charles Schwab Roth, and daddy's back. I regret it because I was going to sell all of my Peloton and just say, go screw yourself, Peloton. And I was going to dump every last cent of my buying power into Tesla on yep. Monday. And I just, I didn't, I, I kept everything the same and I regret it. Are I you, did. are you in the red on Peloton or are you? I have been for probably three months, two months, probably straight. <laughs> it, it will not move. It does not. It refuses to move. <laughs> refuses. Oh man. It is the most frustrating thing. Uh, I think the closest I got to even on Pel on Peloton in the last two months is like 30, 35 bucks. I'll it's tell you what, what was terrifying over 
And it's still a little terrifying, but there has been some momentum to push it back up. Lemonade over the past month down 35%. It, its high was its high was 180. It's yep. now 94.80. And I am somewhat heavily invested in it. Somewhat heavily invested. That means you got some you got some skin in the game. I got some skin yeah, in the game. Granted, I got it in the 90s, so I was I was hot for a while, but just seeing it drop fit like legitimately 50% yeah. in a three-week period was great. jarring. Are you are you holding steady? Are you gonna are you gonna buy buy yeah. buy to try to lower the no lower the average? No, I, I I think I'm just gonna hold where I am. I uh, have a comfortable amount of shares, and <laughs> I'm just like, gonna hope you know hope like it gets back to $140 ish, and then I would think about you know maybe taking, taking a little profit and keeping some. Yeah. Because I sense. I missed it on the 180, it, it got a little too close to the sun, some would say, and I could have maybe got half of it out and just secured some and held the rest for eternity. I hate to continue to drag them, but I almost could say the same about Neo. Like it's almost like you don't know what you have till it's gone. They were up in the 60s for yeah, from what I remember for a little bit. Their 52 week high is 67 bucks. Yep. And I feel like they've been in the 40s for the last year at this rate. It is so frustrating. They're another one that just refuses to move. They're just. I think you got to give bought, them more time. Because I bought, we're, I'm I a believer. I think you're a believer. Week. I'm a believer because I, I bought five more shares last week to try to lower my average cost and keep. Yeah. I'm, I'm continuing to feed the, DCA, the machine. DCA, dollar just, cost I gotta get, average. I got to get something back at some point. It's like I'm just putting money in the machine and the vending machine and. It ain't spitting much out, so I don't know. We'll see. That's one that I'm going to keep an eye on. Remember, we're looking – Neo is – we're looking three to five years from now. We're hoping it's a tenth of the size of Tesla. That's what we're looking for. I think, we, I think we'd both be happy with that at this point. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the sports world here. I think we'll start off with some PGA Tour here. It's hot off the press, Bryson DeChambeau. The big golfer, once again, winning at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He's now won at Jack's Place and Arnie's Place, along with the U.S. Open, which is pretty impressive. And he did some crazy, crazy stuff over the weekend. I'm sure you saw it on Twitter, Drew. The driving at 370 yards over I the water. I where oh, at, I did see that one. We're absolutely... Nobody in their right mind has taken that line other than him on the PGA Tour because they straight up cannot hit it Simply that far. Can't. Rory yeah. Rory did it or tried it, and he ended up hitting two in the water on Sunday and completely shot himself in the face yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, for the tournament. But that's the type of risk. And he didn't just clear it like barely by a couple of yards. He cleared it by like 20 25 yards each like it was day easy. and he easy. actually ran it through the fairway into like atrociously bad spots if you're trying to set up an approach granted mm-hmm. he was only 80 yards away from a par five on his second shot which is never like probably never been done before on the yeah. pga yeah. tour i mean that's banana land. he could have if he took the same shot and aimed it at the green he would have got to the green and it would have rolled off uh, just past the green for like yeah. chipping, which is just absolutely insane to think about. Overall impressive performance from him, though, on his putting per usual and everything else because Sunday, I believe the field shot over par, and he put up a nice little 71 minus one to win, made a five-footer on 18. I like Lee Westwood. There was no thought in my mind come Sunday that he was going to win. He's just seems to be like one of those guys that's always around the lead and just can't kind of press and make a birdie here or there when he needs to. The one that comes into mind is the 16th hole is a par five. And I think Spieth's got a little of this in him right now until he gets back to the winner's circle. But 16 is the easiest hole on the course. You hit a drive, you hit about a, Seven, eight, or nine iron into a par five. You two putt, you get your birdie, you move on. Lee Westwood, I believe, hit in the fairway. Came up just short, had a little chip. 
if he gets up and down, he's tied with Bryson for the lead, and that five-footer on 18 becomes a lot more important and a lot more yeah. nervy for Bryson to make rather than a putt to win. You're now talking about a putt to tie after he just ran it by. So with that said, he ends up not getting up and down, and you know he has to birdie 18, which is a brutally tough hole. It, it's like that was your chance on 16, and it just seemingly he never gets capitalizes on those moments when you know that is the one that you need other than that bryson gave the point on those drives like you're saying you saw on twitter he hits it the crowd's going nuts trying to get he's he's yelling at it to get over the pond and he gives the the both arms raised go and i saw it's kind of yeah, like was... the gif when the guy's going yes 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 the wrestler. The wrestler yeah uh could be the new PGA Tour logo. It was so I good. I saw that too. And I want to also clarify for the listeners out there who are in a couple of our group texts. We are Bryson DeChambeau fans when it comes to his style of play, his golf, in uh, him winning tournaments. I think it's entertaining to see how his game plays out against everybody else's because it is wildly different on the personal side of things obviously he is one of the weirder people on tour kind of seems like a d-bag in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. like a, a a real country club person that you me and you typically wouldn't get along with type of deal no like we would see them and we would probably troll their ass and be like this guy is a D-bag. Yeah. yeah. Know it all D-bag. So just wanted to clear the air on that. I think there's a lot going around uh, in our group texts kind of pitting us against him for the game instead of personally. Yeah. I, I Now, I think that happens often where things are taken out of context and things are extrapolated outside of where they should be. From various folks. Yeah. So I'd like to just ask that they tread lightly. Who are you? Listen... T- Go ahead. And listen to the full story and actually listen to what we're saying. Okay. Who are your picks this week for the players? We'll wrap it up with this one. Oh, uh, you get me. You catch me off guard every time. I'll give you mine, and maybe I'll I'll give you a couple of seconds will, will to spark me to look up the field maybe and look up some players yeah, that's what i'm doing right now i'm gonna you... give you five i'm gonna give you five who i think have a great shot to win i'm gonna give you number one our boy our new guy victor hovland mm-hmm. from norway i'm gonna give you colin morikawa off the wgc win looking for his fifth pga tour win and this would be a huge one to tack alongside a wgc in a major I'll give you Jordan Spieth as my wild man pick because he's going to be around the lead, I think. But I don't know if I believe yet that he can win a tournament, especially on this course, because it kind of emphasizes driving the ball, which is not his strength. I'll give you Webb Simpson. And then I'm going to give you Patrick Cantlay, who has been all over the top of the leaderboard for the past year. Those are my five. Can I? I have three here for you. Okay. I'll give you three. I'm going completely random based on what I'm reading right now. Gotcha. In terms of like highlights and odds, I'm going with Ricky Fowler. Oof, that's hey. I'm gonna <laughs> warn you. On I'm going that one. with that Tony Fino. Oh my god. And I'm going with. Hold on, I got one more. <laughs> I'm going with. Let me give me my last one. I think you already said this, but Patrick Cantlay is my third one. There's a good pick, finally. <laughs> the I'm first, diversifying. The first two, I think, are hilarious because I listen to a golf podcast, No Laying Up, and those first two, if you said those to win, they would have laughed you out of the room. Is that the? That's not the Barstool one, right? No, no, no. no that's four or five. We, you don't no, like that. we don't. We don't discuss that name. I've here. I've seen that on Twitter. The one that you listen to. Yeah. What? The real golf podcast. 
There we go. There's my three. So you got to live with them. Whether you like them or not, that's what you're getting. Okay. <laughs> that's the PGA Tour wrapped up this week. And, and coming into this week, tomorrow, the play starts for the Players' Championship. Let's move on. I know you want to talk a little trade talk uh, as far as the Patriots. And then mm-hmm. we can kind of hit any other sports news along the way. Yeah, I mean, talking now just to kind of highlight a bunch of things here. Talking before the pod, trying to figure out what the hell are we going to talk about sports. What's going on with sports? I think you look at the Bruins, you look at the Celtics, you look at the Red Sox, all sort of in the same boat where there's really not much to talk about right yeah. now. Um, that's why we're so giving you so much PGA Tour. So then that's why you look at the Patriots, a team who made a pretty significant uh, trade this week to get Trent Brown back, who excelled as a Patriot in 2018. Um, absolute monster mammoth of a human being um, who will hopefully bolster the left side and ease the pain of the departure of Joe Tooney, who looks like he's not going to be returning. So that's a pretty a pretty noteworthy deal in transaction because it kind of tells you a lot about how the offensive line may look. Outside of that, I think I'm definitely eager, given the free agent options and trade options at both quarterback and wide receiver, uh, in the draft coming up, and I believe 50-some-odd days, how things are going to turn out, I look at this draft and say this could be one of the more exciting off-seasons to be a Patriots fan. I know oftentimes I try to set my expectations into the basement, uh, given historically you know, what we've seen happen, which not much. Um, but again, with the amount of salary cap that they have and the way that they ended last year, I think nothing should be off-limits at any position. Um so just excited to continue to see how things play out uh, with the draft coming up, like I said, free agency trades, whatever it may be. Um, and we'll, we'll keep you keep you in tune and keep you um, informed, I'll say, as things continue to progress. But I'm certainly excited to see how things end up going here with the amount of wiggle room and cap that they got to play with. Yeah, I would say the – Knee-jerk reaction every year is to quell any hopes and expectations you have for getting a good draft as a Patriots fan. And I would just warn you that even though this year is a year where it's seemingly they have to go get somebody, Drew. Everywhere. It's not somebody, Kurt. It's everybody, whether it's trades, free agency. They have so much cap space. They have the best draft pick placement they've had in 20-some-odd years. So and, everything, hey, so it's gonna absolutely kill you when they trade down, isn't it? When they trade down for a Rutgers cornerback or something like that, yeah. I'm just gonna want to. Will you be calling? Will you be calling for heads if that happens? If they draft, if they trade out of the first round or trade late, trade that pick late with the amount of talent in this draft, I will be holding people accountable. Okay. If by then they have not made significant free agent moves. You have too many issues on both sides of the ball to not go after anybody. You have no excuse. You have all the cap in the world. So they better make some moves or we're going to start, yeah, we're going to start holding people accountable in more ways than one. So wanted to get that off my chest because that's coming up. I believe somebody mentioned, who was the quarterback in the group chat that was mentioned uh, if we got him, you know, sign us up for Super Bowl this year? Uh, it was in the snap group by Jason. I just can't remember the the quarterback that was in this. Are you talking about Jimmy? Jimmy G, maybe? Was it Jimmy G? It might have been because, Jimmy G. Because that's the only real – I mean, we're not going to get Russell Wilson. We're not going to get Deshaun Watson. I bet it was Jimmy G. I think that's who you might have been talking yes. about. Okay. With that said, if we went out and got Jimmy G, uh, we now have – Which, let me remind you, we'd have to trade for him. And I don't know – Which again, is going to be my like this. point – we need way more help on the offensive side of the ball than a standard quarterback. A game manager. Like sure. an average quarterback. From all the stats he's put out through years of playing now, he is an average NFL quarterback. And to say, oh, like Super Bowl's back on if we just get Jimmy G, I think you're out of your mind. No, I would agree. I certainly, I certainly don't think he's the answer and he's going to elevate this offense. People are talking about, you know, what are you going to get out of the young tight ends? Is Jules going to come back? Nikhil Harry's going to looking to get traded yep. now, or he's he, they're looking for suitors. So nobody is off limits, and that's the thing. I think it, it's not like you're missing one piece and then everything's better. There's so many holes on this team that I don't even know where you start. Imagine us trading Jimmy G, obviously, a couple of years ago, and then 
trading for to get him back and giving up like a you know a, a higher low, like Gilmore or something god forbid if it's Gilmore like that. but like a lower pick too because what we we got like a fourth rounder imagine they give him like a first or a second you're just gonna be pulling your hair out yeah I, I will have no hair left at that point <laughs> and and that's the type of thing that like you said we have to just be prepared for because I would say 85% of the time, it's not going to make sense when you first hear the news. It never does. It's always frustrating. It's never the easy, simple decision, it seems, in any type of transaction. So, well, again, we'll see what the hell happens. But that's that's what I got for Patriots news for you this week. Yeah. All right. Well, I got one more crazy stat of the What's week that? from the PGA Tour. I think it can be really anything because the last week was uh, Annika's from the LPGA. Yeah. This one coming courtesy of my guy, Phil Mickelson. Falling out of the top 100 in the official world golf ranking for the first time. Guess how many years or guess when the last time he was outside the top 100. I'll give you a hint. It was the start of his career. Yeah, I, I guess that. Um, Instead of giving a year, can I give you how many years ago it probably? Eh. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, no, that's kind of what year. I'm looking I'll, for. I'll give you the actual year. I'm going to say. I, I know this sound. I, I got to say, like, before. Probably before 2000, right? Yep, I'll give you a hint. Before or after we were born? before you're correct it's 1993 for 27 years i was gonna say before because i think by i'm I'm think i'm like trying to think in my head the timeline and how old he probably is yep and i'm saying 1996 he was probably out of the the floor he was probably already within the top 100 by 1996 because that seems too soon so yeah i had to have been under so that i I don't that's crazy i don't know if it'll ever be top 27 years other wise known as 1425 weeks wow in the world top 100 of their respective sport tiger could have made a run at that but he had so many injuries that he ended up falling outside the top 100 a couple of times yeah i'll give you just a crazy run here too from 1996 yeah to 2013 he goes Seventh, this is in the world. Seventh, sixth, tenth, ninth, fourth, t- second, second, fifteenth, fifth, third, third, second, third, second, fourth, fourteenth, seventeenth, fifth. Jesus Christ! So that's that a, is... that's a twenty-year period where he did not fall outside what seventeen in the world was his worst rank. Yeah, that's didn't fall outside of the top eighteen. Crazy. And... 13 in like 15 years straight 20 years that's 20 years 20 years that's bananas that's the craziest wow. stat of the week let's move on to drew's dad joke here and oh, then yeah. we'll then we'll get on to our frauds i actually have a couple now that i can think of it okay pretty good dad joke of the week um i'll just start it off brought to you by glossy gear as always it's getting nicer out go get yourself some new winger gear some new ghb gear whatever it may be there goes nothing. If you think swimming with dolphins is expensive, you should try swimming with sharks. Cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> I get it. I got to be honest. I might have done that one before because I like it so much. I feel like I might have. I don't think but you I, have. Something similar, I think, where I said, oh, cost me an arm and a leg is the hook. But that one popped out to me. I always love me some... Uh, cheesy ones some jokes like some cheesy ones yeah exactly all right let's hop into frauds here and i'll let you start off with the one you mentioned earlier and we'll get into these these hardos at the gym yeah so i'll keep it short and sweet because we already sort of poked and prodded at a little bit it's the people who go to the gym in the shortest of shorts barely have a tank tank top on look like they have a quadruple (laughs) cowboy collar from 1995 on where they're all hulked over yep. they got their shoulders hanging out 
and they don't even lift a weight. They just walk around yapping at people. Yeah. Someone's benching, someone's doing, and they're just in their ear, following people around, yapping the whole time. It's like, dude, make yourself busy or use, useful and do something. You don't have better places to be than just prancing around the gym for a couple hours doing nothing. Like, we get it, you're yoked, that you're on roids, but, you know. That's the thing I was going to say is with the little amount of work that goes into this, it's actually quite amazing what steroids and, you know, HGH oh, and remar- stuff. It's remarkable. And, and crazy supplement regimens does to the body. Like, also, do those folks think that looks good? Because it, it, to me, it just does not. No, I find no part of that appealing, attractive, any of it. I don't even like myself. I would never want to be that that big at all. Yeah, like, like my my body goal would never be to get to that point. Like that seems. No. I can't no. even like go bend over and like pick stuff up. And, like yeah, like comfortably. Imagine, imagine trying to like swing a baseball bat or something like oh, that. Like no. you wouldn't be able to wrap it around. How your about body. throw a baseball? Because like throw a baseball, I feel like you get real inhibition yeah. or. Not in the you, you know what else you're not doing? Restriction there. You're not swinging a golf club. I'll tell you no, that. No, I mean, I, I do deadlifts or chest one day, and the next day if I go play golf, I feel like I can't and, swing. Uh, yeah, you're rusty. You're all you're all clogged up. You got to be pliable. Yeah. <laughs> Pliability is key, especially for guys like Gus. I don't know what the word you used before, but we got to be flexible. We got to be as, as trimmed as we can be because we don't <laughs> got much on us. So, yes. Yeah, I would agree. Nothing, nothing – like that appeals to me, especially because if you age and you just stop, if at some point you're like, eh, I don't want to do this whole lifting thing ever anymore. Yeah. Like, I. It doesn't I, age I don't, well. Exactly. It doesn't age well. I don't envy the position those guys are in after about, you know, a couple of years. Once things start to, the dust starts to settle, I'll say, it, it doesn't, it don't look good. The weaklings of the world, you know, the dad bods and all that, that stuff ages like fine wine. The, oh my God. The, I mean, the that's, roids. That's where you want to be. That's, yeah. you know, that's why they say sometimes it's too good to be true. The roids, you're going to look like shit the rest of your life. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't, I have to address the elephant in the room is that you're probably going to have small balls too. Like I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it gives you, it. there's some other negative things that come with it. So yes, just not worth it. All right. Let's move on to the next fraud. Let's got, just move hey, it along. It's got to be Papa John, right? I mean, that guy is the biggest fraud of it. of the century, and I don't, I don't even know how to put it because if you saw the video of him giving like this interview, he talks about saying the N word <laughs> as if it is sobriety, like a is sobriety it, it's a little, test. Like, illness, or like he has something serious. It's like, like, like he thinks it's alcoholism like with a, the oh, word. Yeah, like he's a, which he is actually a booze bag, I'm pretty sure, but that's a story for another day. That's, that like correlation to me in my mind, I was dying laughing to myself thinking of that Dude. because I'm like, he just said for 20 months he's been sober from saying the N-word. Like that's how he said it, which yeah. is the craziest Crazy. thing to to say out in public loudly, like on the airwaves, but then to follow that up with, he's not a racist because he's doing that. It's like, Papa, I think you're missing the point. Yeah. Pa- Papa, you're kind of like the proof's in the pudding, basically. Like, I don't know how much to say it. And I got to show you. I think true. What's the I- over under on the number of times he was using it like per day, per week. If he's talking about it, like it's sobriety. I mean, multiple times a day, like it was nothing. Rolls off the tongue. I'm taking the over on at least three times a day, at the very least. You saw this, didn't you? Yes, I did see that meme of Homer Simpson. He's being absolutely dragged on social media, too. The guy is cooked. Like, look, I appreciate him kind of stepping up to the plate and trying to, like, you know, at least be a man about it, but. No, the way no, I don't think so well, because he's trying. Let me finish. He's the trying to get out it. of it. He's trying like to get somebody, out of it. So, and we always talking about accountability. Somebody's got to hold him accountable. Somebody's got to say, "Hey, I don't know if that's the angle you want to take, Papa. Like, <laughs> there's got to be a better way here." Like, imagine you're doing look. you're doing the interview, and that is like what comes across on the other side. And I imagine that newscaster, whoever that journalist was, was just. You know, no, baffled, I don't know. baffled Look, that it was said. 
I don't know a lot about like celebrities. Like this could be a dumb question, but is he popular enough in, in a situation where he would have like a PR guy or like someone who he's bouncing ideas off of and who's going to say, Hey, like maybe let's not try to frame it this way. Like maybe don't say that. Like, or, he, hey, or just go on as the spokesperson. There's got to be someone who, who is again, holding him accountable saying, Hey, I don't know if this is the greatest look. Like you're kind of trying to, you know, it's it's almost like a cop out almost the way he's sort of framing it and it doesn't even really ma- make sense so yeah it, i mean that's the worst part all over. like he he's like oh i'm not a racist because <laughs> i used to say it this many times and now i don't say it at all it's like what in the world are you talking about like yeah. that is that is unacceptable on the first front and now the second front doesn't even add up anymore yeah yeah i mean he's he's on the hot seat and I don't mean to jump around, but I have to bring up the – it popped up again with um the guy in the heat there, Myers Leonard. Did you see that one? I just briefly saw – I didn't see a video or hear Not what he said. the same term, said. but similar situation. Yes, where he, but I saw the Julian Edelman response. Yeah, which was amazing. So props to him for always being the bigger man. This isn't the first time. It probably won't, unfortunately, be the last time he has to make a statement like that. But, Yeah. So you got to bring that one up too while we were trashing the the D-bags of the world. It's just crazy that they think saying this in public is not an issue. At this point. In like this I know I, I know, Jules said like, oh, it's an ignorance thing. I don't – is it an ignorance thing? Or like are these people just lacking common sense? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that's sort of what he's saying is like they don't even know – the impact or do they just not care yeah i guess that he did say it's either ignorance or you just don't care yeah so i guess that's the the two could be a little bit of both unfortunately two things we're trying to decipher because it is yeah absolutely it's not insanity no um not on this podcast not on this podcast not really anywhere should be said i have i have another one that is might be controversial but i have to bring it up i i spoke about it on my personal twitter it's everyone who was overhyping Josh Gordon and his performance in the fan-controlled football league debut. He caught a Hail Mary and, you know, ESPN and Bleach Report and all these places were going absolutely berserk. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say, like, Josh, thank you, Josh Gordon. The guy was a soldier. He was a patriot. And I actually like the guy, and I'm rooting for him to overcome the, the shit that he's going through because God bless okay. him. Um, and you would hate to see things, you know, get even worse than they have been at times. But the people who are acting like he's the second coming of Jesus, do they not forget that he's playing in a league where there's people playing in that league who probably were selling insurance and doing landscaping this past summer? This is as amateur as it gets. Yeah, It's a league. It's a fraud league controlled by the guy who does the announcing, the crazy announcing, um, Bob Mennery. And people are freaking out like, no shit Johnny Manziel and Josh Gordon are going to break every record in the whole – like. They shouldn't even be in the league. Like, there's people yeah. like me and you playing, and I and think he's making one-handed catches in the end zone. It's like, okay, let's relax a little bit because this guy's an all-pro receiver, removed from the league, you know, a year ago, and like, let's not act like this is some crazy thing. People got to relax a little bit. I think also you mentioned Johnny Manziel. He said he is making his lifelong goal to make the PGA Tour in 12 years, which is just... I saw that. I actually saw that too, which is a whole nother thing. That we a whole nother thing. We don't need to get into <laughs> it because it's absurd. But yeah. I think what you're really getting at there is I think people feel they can't have a sense of compassion for guys like Josh Gordon and Johnny Menzel because it's not like they were afforded... They weren't afforded the opportunity that other guys were in the NFL, if not more opportunities to like... Yeah. get out there and fix it which i yeah. think is the real like disconnect between fans wanting like to continuously support them to just being like yeah like he's a freak athlete and everything but he didn't cut it in the in the nfl uh due to various outside the field problems so yeah we'll see it's a weird ass league i'll tell you that have you heard of it no Basically, fans choose what plays are being called. It's like Madden, where fans can choose what plays are going to be run, and and then it literally happens on the TV. It's a pretty cool concept, but so odd and doesn't seem very sustainable, to be honest with you. I feel like it could yeah. just collapse in a month's time. But um, speaking, just something 
it's a little bit different. Speaking of not sustainable, the NBA Top Shot prices for these these digital whatever you want to call them. I don't understand Would you consider NBA Top Shot a fraud right now? I think they're a little fraudulent right now. I'll step out (laughs) on a limb and say that price is fraudulent of whatever. I don't know what they're selling, Drew. Are they selling, like, are these clips solely owned by this person who owns this pack? You know, like, is it taken from YouTube and not shown anywhere else? Because if that's the case, I would say that's a really good concept because people would obviously want to watch that clip, and that's why it's worth money. If not, (laughs) I have no idea what the the whole premise of it is. Do you get what I'm saying? So... It's you buy moments. You're buying moments, like rook. It's trading cards only digitalized, but they're moments in time. Correct? Am I getting this correct? You're getting it right. Yes. Here's my thing. Okay. Now maybe this is a dumb thing to say, but I'm just gonna say it. Okay. I think so. Say you're buying, um, like David Ortiz's home run against the Tigers, the grand slam there where the cops putting his hands up. You know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, from the ALDS, whenever it was, ALCS. Yep. Like, that's the first thing that comes around. That's a pretty noteworthy moment. Say I wanted to buy that. Okay, I buy it for whatever. Yeah. There's no way that they can just remove it from YouTube. Correct. And that's, like, that's, that's what that's I'm getting at. to do. And so, what's the point of owning how, it at that point? That's what I'm saying. Like, unless there's a way, which there isn't, and I know for a fact, to remove the content from anywhere that ever existed on the internet, then, okay, maybe you can say, okay, look, I own this moment, but you don't. Like, I guess you can technically own it through this environment of Topshop, but I can go on YouTube and watch the same clip 45 times if I want right now. So I don't really get the the glam of it, the glitz and the glam of it, because the demand, there is no, like, to me, there is no demand, because you can just yeah. go wherever. Like, that's the part that I'm completely missing and don't understand. Yep. That's, I think you put it perfectly there. That's why I am, as a non Top Shot certified trader, <laughs> saying to sell at its height, which seemingly is now, because it just, the business model yeah. makes no sense to me. Like you said. So, yeah, said hey, it, they're frauds. <laughs> they could be frauds. You opened up and you said, speaking of not sustainable, I would agree. Like, if you can sell an NBA Top Shot for more than ten thousand dollars profit right now, I don't know why you're not. Because I, I, we, I've heard numbers close to forty and fifty that you that I'm hearing. Let alone three forty-five. And I'm like, hey, I don't even know what to think because I would have sold that in two seconds. Well, and also to to that point, say this is a theoretical scenario which was posed in our group text that may be a yep. real life one. Say you invested five thousand into these, and it is now worth three hundred forty-five thousand. How do you not sell at what is to me is the height? But say you don't think it's the height. So what is the height then? Is the height you get into six hundred k? Is the height getting to a million? A million, yeah. Is I don't it know. worth the risk to at, lose three hundred thousand dollars at like within a day that was made, or will you hold out for the? 600 ish grand more 10 15 years down the line to me it's just like i want the money now so i then can invest it in to what is like actual yeah actual securities and stuff that i can put towards retirement like i i don't understand it maybe maybe it's like bitcoin maybe it's bitcoin and tesla in like the early stages when people are like this makes no goddamn sense and maybe Probably. we're just it the just, little peasants who are going to be the, yeah, trying to sheep. scoop it up later. We're the blind sheep. We're just shitting all over them. I'm I'm going to do more research, and I'm going to come to the table next week ready to go because there are some questions that need to be answered before they get off the fraudulency throne for me. I like that. That's for sure. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here with a good old quote. This one is coming from Usain Bolt. The how many time gold medal champion of the 100 meter sprint? Probably a lot. I don't have the amount of medals, but you can look it up on your spare time. He said, worrying gets you nowhere. 
If you turn up worrying about how you're going to perform, you've already lost. Train hard, turn up, run your best, and the rest will take care of itself. Love it. That's all for us this week at TWBLC. As always, our man, Pat from last year, playing us out. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Crew.